Hello, I'm TV's Wayne Grayson, and I implore you to show me your news. Show me your news. And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's Show Me Your News. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Show Me Your News, episode 60. We're starting to get pretty old, the sextagenarian age, tee-hee-hee, old man. Um, I am Yoko, and welcome. We're going to go through the gaming news from the past couple weeks, like we always do here on SMYN. But this week, we have a special guest. I've been talking about the Show Me Your News YouTube Resurgathon contest for the past few weeks, and I finally announced... The winner, and his name is the Debaga. Welcome. Wow, I never thought I was ever going to hear you say those words in a sentence ever. It's it's a really good feeling. Like crap, very nice. <laughs> and that Glad really to be here. It really shows. Thank you. It really shows the uh, the fan devotion that you uh, you really put into your video. Um, if you haven't seen it, go to the SMYN forums. We have the fan creation section and the Resurgathon submissions thread. Uh, so the, the debaga here was the first one to submit a, vi- a video, ironically, and it happened to be the one I picked. It was basically, I think what I like the most about it is just, I love hearing ways about how the podcast has like, changed people's lives and the effect that it has, because it means that it's like just more than some silly little project that I did for whatever reason. It kind of validates why I actually do this every once in a while. So to hear like some of the things that you said, I mean, that really hit home. And while there were other great entries, like Zycor had a great one where he did a Pokemon lyrics to Choppa Choppa. I, I personally thought that was going to win. <laughs> I, I mean, was very intimidated by that. It, it, was, it was a tough entry, but I mean, I really wanted the, the expression of the fandom to be there, and your video definitely had that, man. So congratulations, you have earned it. Thank you very much. And there are sirens going on outside. That reminds me, sirens equal problem, and problems are what happening right, right now with stickham.com, and I even tried to make a Ustream account and tried to stream it live on there. So this episode is the first one in a very long time that is not being streamed online. I feel like I'm a curse. This only happened when I got on here. Maybe it's for the best, though. You don't have to feel nervous at all. You just get to talk back and relax, but don't worry. We're having that episode soon uh, up online, and that's where you're hearing it right now, obviously, if you're not listening in live, which you're not. So, but another, I am. <laughs> you are. You are so privileged. Um, another announcement I have to get out of the way. Um, unfortunately, the tournament known as the Airship that we've also been trying to plug the past several episodes has to be postponed until winter 2010, or 2010-2011. Uh, I haven't decided yet when it's going to be exactly postponed to, but this is a good thing. It's not canceled, just postponed, because there are so many big brawl tournaments happening. Uh, you know, This summer we've got the MLG Circuit event that brawl, picked up, uh, brawl got picked up for. Uh, we've got you know, Genesis, 
I was just, you know, probably not Genesis doing another one. Apex 2 is definitely another big one. So this is, like, the biggest summer of all time for the Smash community. And so, you know, MLG is actually going to be at the same exact convention center in Raleigh, not three weeks after Airship was planned. So there's money involved and all that. So Airship is being postponed, but don't worry, it's not being canceled. Uh, I still don't know if I'm going to be able to go to that either, because, like, I know I have relatives down there, but they can't drive, and mm. neither can I, and... Uh, I mean, it's, just... it's going to make it tougher, I'm sure, in the winter, because you got, you know, college and all that to to worry about, but it's it's definitely something to try to make it to once it actually, you know, is going to happen. And we're probably going to have M3D on the show next week. I'm going to talk about this and other Pokemon-related things, hopefully some more information about Generation 5 will be out, but for right now, let's go through the outline of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to go through what we're playing, the Debaga and I, and then we got some headlines. Uh, the MLG Orlando event, hosted Brawl, is the first circuit event, so the results came in from that. That was last week. We'll talk about those. Nintendo won its controller patent lawsuit that was uh, happened about a year or so ago with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. analog sticks on its controllers. We'll talk about that. Uh, Mario Galaxy 2 is releasing videos until its release, up to 16 videos until May 23rd. They're calling them transmissions. We'll talk about those. And Metroid Other M got delayed. We'll tell you when. Also, out recently, Splinter Cell Conviction, Monster Hunter Try, 3D Dot Game Heroes. We'll give you our quick thoughts on those. The biggins for this week is a fighter-themed sort of episode, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. We talked about that it was rumored last time. It got confirmed with some new characters, and we'll talk about some of that. And also, Super Street Fighter 4 comes out in two days, and there will be great things to talk about that. We'll wrap it up with some mail time, and it's going to be a fun ride, the Debaga. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope I don't make it dull. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get started with what are you playing. We're going to go with you first. You've got a few games that you've been playing uh, pretty recently. Why don't you talk about them? Uh, all right. Uh, I recently bought a DS, uh, mostly because I didn't purchase. have one, till I got on my I got off my lazy behind for Soul Silver because I wasn't going to miss that for the world. Um, so I've been playing that a lot. I've been training an all water team, mostly because. And I don't know exactly why. That's tough. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. But having Quagsire on the team when facing electric types definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, this week, kind of got very angry at Kingdom Hearts 358 over Days Over 2. God, that's a terrible That's name. the worst title of all time. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's such a long name. It's uh, But it's... Uh, I love the Kingdom Hearts series. Like the second game is my favorite game, literally of all time. I've beaten it more than I've beaten any other game that I've ever played. But this was just not a good game. It was it was very boss heavy. Like you'd face one boss, you'd face one huge boss, and then five minutes later, there's another huge boss. And of course, you only personally do about. I don't know, a tiny little sliver of damage with every hit. Mm-hmm. So it literally takes a lot. And the other thing that very much annoyed me about the game were these missions where you had to take out a Heartless named an Emerald Serenade. And they're basically big Heartless that basically just fly in a circle uh, on a uh, predetermined path. They pretty much just go in circles. But Here's the thing. They're too fast for you to catch up to, and they don't stop when you attack oh them. 
So you basically the only strategy that you can use is sit in one place and hit them as they go by. And I've it literally took me half an hour to take this damn thing out. And that's about the time that I said, no, I'm, I'm done with this. Well, at least you and, weren't running around in circles, literally. And, yeah, I, I tried that for a while, too, because it, it, it just wasn't working. You know what that almost reminds me? It reminds me of the, the mid-boss in uh, Ocarina of Time. If you're, I'm not sure if you have, but uh, I have. I've played it. I'm halfway through it, but I'm stuck in the forest temple. <laughs> okay, so you went through Jabu Jabu's belly, I and have been Jabu the, Jabu's the, belly. the octopus that goes around the circle with the spikes. Oh yes, I remember that. That's what yeah. it reminds me of. Like you can run around to try to catch it, but you can never really all the yeah, way catch up to it. It's too fast. Um, so unfortunately, um, that came into something good. I got to take it into Vintage Stock, wonderful s- chain of stores down here. Um, Sounds and, like a local thing. I haven't heard of it. Uh, it's in a couple of states, but only around Kansas. There's not really any. There's some in Oklahoma and Missouri, I think, but that's okay. it. Uh, but I took it in and I traded it in for a good game. I am at the moment, doing a playthrough of Bowser's Inside Story, which is very nice. good so far. Nice. So, I'm enjoying it a lot, uh, especially I just got through one of the fights where you get to fight as Bowser when he's freaking huge. <laughs> and that was fun. And it does make good use of the microphone on the DS, which not many games do. Yeah, uh, they really don't. I don't even know why it has it, except for, like, the only thing I've ever seen it use is Phantom Hourglass, which, personally, I hated that game. That was, <laughs> yeah, I Phantom hated Hourglass. that game. It wouldn't but, be as bad if there wasn't the Temple of the Ocean King. I'll oh, if there that. was no Temple of the Ocean King, I would have loved that game. I would have beaten it completely, but it was about the third uh, visit to the temp- to the Ocean King that, no, <laughs> yep. I, called it, I called it a day. But other than that, there's Pokemon with Chatot's chatter attack they use it for that wait Other really than, uh yes how does you that work can, you can record a sound and that's the sound it plays oh my god it's the attack so which i've I, never i never personally did that i just read about it but i just might have to catch a chat just to do that and it'd be like doom 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 <laughs> that would be awesome that would be awesome uh, but I, I personally never used it. I mean, I caught a Chatot only because I had to trade a Chatot for something. I don't remember what, but it was in Diamond, and I never really... I kind of got out of Diamond. Mm-hmm. Anything past uh, Generation 2 is just not really my game. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I mean, for Pokemon, they also use it for, like, when you're doing trades and stuff like that. It's granted the you know, quality is really terrible, but, you know, it works. Uh, but you see, I have I have no friends with Pokemon. All Aww, of my friends that's... are just they. I have nobody to battle with. I have one. I have one friend that plays a lot of Pokemon, but he he doesn't. I don't see him much, and so I don't have any friends really to do online battles with. I don't really have any friends to trade with. That's just not a fair video game circle. <laughs> no, we can be Pokemon friends, the Dabaga. <laughs> Uh, but I can't connect. My DS doesn't connect to the internet, though. That's true. That's also a, an issue. Terrible connection with these things. Ugh. Mm. I don't know. But anyways, that's what I'm playing. Okay, alright. So I've been playing some Pokemon as well. I mean, it 
it just doesn't get old. Like you can watch some TV and play it at the same time. I'm actually starting to try to raise an EV team, which uh, I've always wanted to do. And especially when I'm learning about like competitive IVs, EVs, stuff like that. You know, I want I want to try doing this. So it's it's a challenge. I'm part way there. Um, oh, I, I took one look at like IVs and stuff, and there were so many. There was like there were oh, equations, mm-hmm. and being somebody who hates math with a passion, <laughs> I'm gonna have to really try hard to do competitive stuff with this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really a, too much math stuff involved. As you know, you can talk about like odds of you know getting perfect IVs and stuff like that. There's there's that, but like the whole process is really a lot of it is just random and you're really lucky to come out with good IVs. But once you actually fully understand that, like you look at Pokemon games in an entirely different way. And I mean like the actual series of Pokemon, not like Coliseum or XD Gale of Darkness or anything no, I, like that. I never played those. The console games that I stopped at was Pokemon Stadium 2, and mm. I still play that. It's a good game. It, it is a good one. Uh, but yeah, the, the GameCube ones were were strange, in my opinion. Um, but anyway, I've been playing Mass Effect 2. Now, if you're an avid listener to the podcast, you know that Sword Hunter, my brother, is an avid and, like, almost rabid fan of the Mass Effect games, so I had played the first Mass Effect probably about a couple years ago, and so I you know, finally decided to give Mass Effect 2 a try since my roommate got the whole, uh, you buy Mass Effect 2 for $50 and you get Mass Effect free. They were offering it for a while on Amazon, which was an amazing deal. So he took advantage of that, and so I tried Mass Effect 2. And it is really interesting how they revamped the uh, the shooting, and we have had Sorty talk about that on the podcast before. But on my playthrough that I carried over from the first Mass Effect, I almost had everybody survive if I didn't lose the loyalty of Thane, who's like the green kind of alien guy if you've ever seen the video. Like you, you do these loyalty quests which help them survive in the end. And um, I had no idea that like you could fail, because, like, you, you're tracking this one guy, his son is trying to assassinate him, and he's trying to, like, um, not salvage him, but, like, try to stop him, you know, for, because he doesn't want him to go down that path. So uh. you're tracking this, this target that his son's trying to assassinate, and, like, I just lost him for whatever reason, and I was trying to look for him, and I, I couldn't find him, and then, you know, the son comes up, kills him, gets away, and things like... I've failed, I'm going to act all emo, and, like, the thing is, he was going to die of a disease anyway, so I didn't feel that bad about, like, him, like, having a chance of dying, but I was still hoping I could get away with it, uh, no, I, he was the only one that died at the end, and you get, like, a 75 achievement bonus for having everyone survive, and it's a pretty big deal, but, uh, I missed my shot. Otherwise, it's a good game, I don't know if I'll ever get back to it to finish up everything but you know it's it's very very solid i'd recommend it to 360 owners for sure i've always wanted to play mass effect but i've never had a chance because like i said all i have is a wii unfortunately Mm. not much comes out for the wii lately yeah they had those rumors about i know you mentioned before the show you're interested in getting a ps3 they had those rumors that 
they might be bringing Mass Effect to PS3, but then I think those were quickly shut down as false. Yeah, for some reason, I don't think Bioware really works well with uh, Sony. I don't know why. They yeah. seem to stay on 360 a lot of the time. And that's their decision. All right, so that's what we're playing. Let's get into headlines for the past couple weeks. We always like to stay, you know, to our Super Smash Brothers brawl roots, since that's where this came from originally as a podcast. So, the big news a while ago was that Major League Gaming picked up Super Smash Brothers brawl for their competitive circuit, and they usually have games like Halo and Gears of War, probably some Modern Warfare 2, and games like those. But brawl was missing last year. And everyone was up in arms about that, like, oh, why we've got this community, blah, blah. Melee used to be a part of MLG, so they figured that Brawl's a necessary transition. And that finally happened this year. So now they have an Orlando event. Um, In June, they're going to have one in Columbus, Ohio. And then out in Raleigh, North Carolina in July. And there's probably a couple more after that that I'm not sure they've announced. But those are the main ones right now. And so Orlando happened last week. And taking top prize for Brawl Singles was Mewtwo King, winning $2,500. Uh, who's really surprised that Mewtwo King came out on top, really? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, then, I, don't, I don't even play competitively. I still know that. <laughs> <laughs> then Allie came in second, getting uh, $1,500. Three is Tyrant. Four is Esam with Pikachu. Five is DSF. That should be a familiar name to those who liked uh, things like The Realm and all that. He was the one who taught Panda all that stuff. Ah, yes. Uh, Number six, ADHD. Number seven, DEHF. Number eight, Big Lou and Luigi cracking the top eight. Uh, Number nine, Adamisk92. Ten, Mike Hayes. Eleven, Fatal. Twelve, Nick Riddle. Thirteen, Lee Martin. Fourteen, CO18. Fifteen, HR Nut. Sixteen, Chaz. Those round out the top sixteen. Of uh, overall 183 entrants into Brawl singles. Now, the interesting thing, the Debaga, is that in the top 16, only two players solely used Meta Knight. It'd be Mewtwo King and DSF. That's surprising. Thir- three other players, so that makes f- three other players did Meta Knight and some other character during their tournament run. So that means. Out of the top 16, we had Meta Knight players, at least at least partial Meta Knight players, at 1, 3, 5, 9, and 13. Now for those, I don't know, what did you ever think about the whole uh, Meta Knight ban issue? Uh, I personally sort of tried to stay opinionless, because, like I said, I don't play competitively, so it really wasn't my place to sort of say, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ban him, or you should ban him. Because I like I didn't know anything about anything, pretty much, except for, wow, that's Meta Knight. Everybody's complaining about him. <laughs> mm. But, I mean, I did, unfortunately, um, I sort of got a negative opinion towards it, because people, uh, when I used to be naive and hang out on uh, the McLeod Gaming uh, community, people were complaining about that left and right, and there were arguments and flame wars, and it was just annoying and... Not fun, so it sort of formulated a bit of a negative opinion towards the whole thing, but I, for the most part, sort of stayed opinionless on it. Yeah. I mean, when we look back at Brawl's history, it's it's going to be interesting to see, like, 
how divisive the Mennonite ban debate issue is. And it's been starting to become a trend now in national tournaments that, yet, yes, Mennonite is a strong, you know, character in the roster, but he's by no means absolutely dominant. I mean, Mewtwo King is getting first place because he's Mewtwo King. He's got great skill, and yes, he does happen to like to use Meta Knight because of his style of play. But Allie always goes, you know, wire to wire with him. You know, it's usually up in the air during grand finals if the two make it there, and he uses Snake. I mean, it all is really dependent on the player's skill, and yes, I mean, Meta Knight is better than most of the cast, but it's really about how you use him and if you've learned the matchups all that well. I, I was always also one of those people that said, well, I mean, I'm not really against baiting him, but at the same time, don't just complain that he's unstoppable. Find a way to make him ununstoppable. Exactly, exactly. You had mentioned uh, McLeod Gaming, and that was, that was something I should have mentioned when I was introducing you at the beginning. Um, the Debaga here in the earlier episodes of Show Me Your News is known for uh, pairing up with Wildebeest to come on the show and ask us questions regarding Super Smash Flash 2. Um, I know you have certain opinions toward that group now, um, but what is, if you want to share, what is the status of the project now or your status with the project, etc.? Since it's Smash related and all, you know. All right. Uh, you want to hear the full story? Because there is a bit of a story behind this all. If you're willing to share, go for it. Oh, I'm completely willing to share. So, one day there was this little project called Super Smash Flash 2, and it started out amazing. And we had an incredible team, a bunch of great people, uh, and including me, who wrote the story for our story mode completely. Four parts. It was huge story. Uh, people were telling me how great it was. Three months later, um, I go in to check on that topic, and they're talking about who gets to replace my story. I was not aware of this. Nobody had told me about this. Uh, apparently, they'd been they decided that my story was a pile of poo poo pancakes. I don't know why I said that. Huh. Anyway. <laughs> that was a terrible thing. Anyways. But they decided that my story was a piece of crap. I don't know why they'd suddenly turned on me. I don't, I don't know. Uh, long story short, I left. Uh, they all laughed at the fact that I left. I came back after a while because a couple of my friends from there sort of told me that Everything had blown over and that I'd be fine there now. But now they have completely lost sight of the project. Last time I was there, as I've noticed, they've completely lost sight of everything. They've replaced half their roster, changed sprites three billion times. Uh, the game that was supposed to take two years to finish has now been in development for upwards of four. Wow. Um, it's basically, in my opinion, the Duke Nukem Forever of the Internet. Uh, Fair to say. And they've basically, the people that were such a good team at the beginning have sort of degraded into a bunch of, no offense to them, even though I have to say that, even though I mean offense to them in many ways, they have degraded to a bunch of arguing idiots. 
and it's sort of just and I mean I'm not going to say that I wasn't drawn into that too I was one of them for a while that's why I decided to leave because it was just and that's when I sort of finally pulled away from there and moved to the SMYN forums which is which is a 10,000 times better community oh thank you for the plug oh my there yes that was a plug on <laughs> accident too nice um, but it is it's such a much better community because on McLeod Gaming, I'm, I'm going to give you a little uh, comparison here. Okay. McLeod Gaming, a new person comes in, uh, posts with very very little grouping of the English language, is a little bit of annoying. Uh, okay, this person joins both uh, forums, is what I should have said. Okay. On Show Me Your News, they'd probably be. Uh, we'd probably. People there would probably help him sort of get better, sort of help him not be so annoying and all that. McLeod Gaming, he's insulted and inflamed and until he just leaves. Like most other internet communities. Un- unfortunately, yes. But Show Me Your News, the Show Me Your News community, has, it's much, much better. And it's very refreshing to be part of a community that's not, no offense to them again, crappy. <laughs> so. At showmeyournews.com <laughs> slash forum. <laughs> uh. But no, that's thank you for sharing. I mean, it's it's kind of sad because like I don't know the possibility of you know Chapa Chapa in that game. It had, like Super Smash Flash was a like, huge deal online, so like a sequel was inevitable. And that's yeah. that's unfortunate that it's being you know straying away from the idea of the game. I mean, it's still in development, and if you play some of the demos, I mean, the guy that's the head of it, Cloud9, whom I have no bad feelings towards, I actually kind of feel sorry for him, he's an amazing, he's an amazing coder. He's great at what he's doing, and the game engine is wonderful, physics are incredible, moves work well, but unfortunately, he's kind of, one of the reasons for this whole degradation is that degradation, or whatever that word would be, yeah. uh, one of the reasons is that he's he lets them walk all over him. He lets them make the decisions without asking him at all. Uh, and that's kind of, that was kind of one of my big problems was that they don't listen to him. They sort of go on their own path and you can't do that when you're developing a game. Everybody has to be working together. Cogs need to mesh. They can't all be moving different directions. That's unfortunate. I mean, that's why we at the Show Me Your News community are looking forward to Zero 2D from our very own The Buzzsaw. I actually haven't looked into much about that. I've been meaning to for a long time, and I yeah, haven't dude. done it yet. That you'd be great if, like, you were helping you know so much at you know for Super Smash Flash Two. I'm sure he'd use whatever help he could oh, get. For- unfortunately, my skills are only writing the stories. I can't sprite worth crap. Oh, I wish I. Could. I used to be a good animator, but I lost my program. Oh, I know. Have I've yet to find a good program for it. So. My skills are kind of limited, but I'd be willing to help out any way I could, so I should probably go check that out. Yeah, as should everyone. <laughs> um, so the MLG Columbus event will be on June 4th to June 6th, even though it's going to be happening in Columbus, Ohio, which I have every ill feeling towards. Um, but that's on a related... Oh yeah, I'm going to be graduating and be done with school in two days. That's oh. scary. That's really scary. Ah, that. I mean, that sounds like something you should be congratulated for, but at the same time, you're saying it like it's. 
And I, I understand you're saying it like it's something, oh, geez. I mean, college has been great, and like I still have a paper to write and an exam to take by Tuesday. But after that, like, real world happens, real life consequences. I mean, it kinda, though it kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen to this podcast after that. Yeah, I mean, I thing is, I'll probably be uh, back home for the summer at least. So we'll still have you know several more months guaranteed of of podcasting at least. But yeah, it's it's an important thing. And but at the same time, like if it only takes like a few hours every couple weeks, like that's pretty manageable in my opinion, at least. Um, oh, and speaking of school, I'm surprised you didn't bring this up. Uh, straight up, Jake. Oh yeah. Was, well, I mean, that... I'm trying not to <laughs> pour it around too much, but yeah, the the sitcom that I have spent hundreds of hours and you know since early February working on has finally been released. Again, you can check out showmeyournews.com. The blog that I run there is I posted links to it. I'd, I'd appreciate feedback if any of you fans want to. Watch it. It's half an hour long. Give me critiques. Tell me how good I look in a suit or the other very bizarre <laughs> outfit I wear. If you've seen it already, I, I can. I my first comment was that you make a very convincing gay man. I'll put. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Bravo. Well, it, it's it's all part of the acting craft, you know. <laughs> As I say, with like a, a raised hand, it's sort of the thespian way that you know, people do things. Yeah, I have I have friends that are actors. Unfortunately, I'm not. So, mm. I'm more, I'm more of the writer. I'm more of the do everything, but too of the uh, think of everything, but too ADD to actually pull it off. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like that too at times. Like I just have like get so many things on my plate and like nothing gets done. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I have... I've been wanting to like it's a, another just like a random tangent. Like, I've been wanting to like sit down and write music and write my own songs for the longest time. And it's just not, not happened. Oh, uh, I'm currently writing designs for four video games, five books, six short stories, and I think maybe two or three... Uh, oh, two, two internet series as well. So That is impressive. I have a lot of stuff that I wish it, unfortunately, like, uh, not only do I not have the, not only do I have too much ADD to complete all these things, but at the same time, I do not have the skills to pull most of these off, Ah. which is unfortunate, but one day, one day. Right. Well, before we delve into our personal projects, let's get back to the headlines, um, not nothing against you know how fascinating of a discussion it is, but yes, uh, so about a year ago or so, Nintendo was was getting into some legal trouble, and you may have been wondering you know why haven't there been any uh, GameCube controllers, new GameCube controllers being sold in stores? Well, it's all because of a little lawsuit that Nintendo has been under fire for, and about a year or so ago they you know were found you know they had to pay over twenty. $21 million as a result of damages to this. And they couldn't sell GameCube controllers and classic controllers were you know up in the air as well. It was this company based in Texas called Anascape. I 
I don't get that. It yeah. makes no sense why they would sue. First of all, it's Nintendo. You want to make a bad name for yourself in the world, you can go ahead and sue Nintendo. Yeah. But, but so like, I, th- I think their main issue was like the a- the way the analog sticks were done. They want they found you know issue with that. But recently, as of about a week or two ago, Nintendo won the appeal, and you know they got the money back, denying the twenty one million dollars claim. Um, so we don't know if that means that GameCube controllers will be back in stores. That would be really nice, especially for I, all those competitive Smash players out there. I hope so. I need one. <laughs> I don't have one. Yeah, you play oh, I, Brawl with a sideways Wii remote. I pity you. Oh, very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. Like, I tried to pull off... I was watching a video of... Uh, I don't remember who it was. It was one Diddy player. I think it was a Diddy player that was actually playing Panda. And he was, like, doing crazy moves with those banana peels, and I was trying to do that because I was trying to pick up Diddy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not possible with that... Uh, without an analog stick and, like, actual buttons... It's to, and without tap jump, which you can't do without on the sideways Wiimote. Mm, yeah. It, ugh, it's, it's impossible with the sideways Wiimote. You cannot do anything with that thing. <laughs> I, there are computers that, level 9 computers, kick the crap out of me because I'm playing with a sideways Wiimote. That is sad. Yeah, I mean, the controller, especially that one in particular, has a huge thing to deal with it. So, Nintendo of America's general counsel, Rick Flam, said in a statement, In 2008, the jury determined that the Wii Remote and Nunchuck did not infringe. Today, the Federal, Court, Federal Circuit's ruling confirmed that none of Nintendo's controllers infringe. We appreciate that our position has been vindicated. So, basically, we never saw issues with Wii Remote and Nunchucks because those were okay a year or two ago. But now, everything is okay. So, hopefully, we get, um, you know more controllers being sold in stores, like the new Classic Controller Pro that was released with Monster Hunter Tri. Oh, I haven't heard about this. It's uh, Basically, that. it's almost shaped like a GameCube controller. It's got two shoulder buttons on each side. I think kind of like an R1, R2 kind of deal with a PS2. And it's got the same kind of pad as a, uh, a Classic Controller. It's like if you attach like one of those Nyko grips onto a Classic Controller... Ah. It's like that, but, you know, full-fledged. And now that Wii Remotes actually come in black, black is a color option for those, too. So it looks pretty badass. I don't know if it's... We'll talk about Monster Hunter Try later, but I don't know if it's worth getting the game just for that. I, I hope so. I hope that uh, it is worth it, because I need... Not only for Brawl, but also because I can't play any Super Nintendo Virtual Console games or 64 Virtual Console oh, games. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only ones I can get right now are NES, which aren't bad. I mean, I got Mega Man One and Mega Man Two because I was left go. out of that. I got le- I got left out of those series, and oh my god, Mega Man One is hard. I've beaten Cut Man, and that's as far as I've gotten. Yeah, I tried Mega Man too because, like, I was never raised. If you know the podcast history, I was never raised on you know really early games and all that. I mean, first console was a GameCube, so like I'd tried Mega Man too, you know, at least a few times since you know the Wii and the homebrew and all that. And I beat Metal Man, and that was that was victory enough for me because those those classic games are amazing, but very difficult. 
and I'm glad they still remain like Mega Man 10. I've been playing too, and that's that game is still extreme. And I'm glad they decided to do that because a lot of games these days go for the more oh we want everybody to enjoy it, so I'll make an easy route, and that really isn't fun to me. Yeah. So I'm glad that uh, Mega Man still remains hard, and Mega Man 2. By the way, I've beaten you in that aspect i have beaten all but heat man and quick man they're the only two keeping me from the goal from wiley who they're would probably destroy ones, me yeah. oh yeah quick man especially because of those stupid little beams that come out from the sides <laughs> <laughs> but that soundtrack oh my goodness oh yes i have uh both uh, cut man from uh, Mega Man 1 on my iPod, Metal Man, Quick Man, and Flash Man from Mega Man 2 on my iPod, and all of the Mega Man 10 soundtrack, which is 34 tracks. Nice. I think Flash Man's my favorite from, uh, from Mega Man 2. That's I do like track. Yeah, um, uh, video game music is so good. Capcom is always good at that. I don't mm-hmm. know why. So we're within a month from Super Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, coming comes out on... May 23rd, and so the Wii channel on YouTube, yes, there's actually a just Wii channel, um, they've been releasing Super Mario Galaxy 2 transmissions, and I doesn't, think the, this, Doesn't this remind you of something? It kind of does a little bit, except <laughs> nobody is going to be devoting an entire podcast just to... <laughs> if they do, that's good. odd, but more power to them. Yeah, exactly. Um... So there are going to be 16 little videos. Each is revealing a little bit, a little new feature about the game. Um, the first one was about the Cloud Mario, where you know he'll gain a power, and whenever he does spins in the air, a little cloud platform will uh, be placed, so he can get to really high places or really far away places, because he'll have these little platforms here. He'll have up to three platforms that he can... Um, you know, use before he gets the uh, power up again. And the second one was, you know, just about the different kinds of changes in gravity, which is a pretty standard one if you've ever played um, Mario Galaxy 1. The third one of 16 is supposed to be out today, so uh, I don't think it's out yet, but we'll see in the future what uh, these kind of video videos hold. I have to check it out. As I've, se- I've watched the first one. The cloud suit definitely does look interesting. I mean, it's not really a new concept, per se, but it is very... It's new to Mario, we'll put it that mm-hmm, way. Yeah. It just adds on to the range of things he can do, so it's, it's always impressive. I don't know, I'm just looking more to, to more Yoshi footage. Yes, I love Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi is awesome. Um, <sighs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely different than a something like a Super Smash Brothers dojo, because you're getting video every few days. They're trying to... You know, spread these out until the release date on May twenty third, and, and they're not tell and they're not telling the, you you that you can't really gauge from screenshots. Right. Blah, 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 blah. That was part of the fun back in the day. Like you just had screenshots <laughs> and a caption, and you just had to like speculate away. Is that Luigi in the shadow? What? <laughs> I don't know. <sighs> Is that Bowser and Ridley and Ganondorf in the clouds? And Darth Vader? What? <laughs> I I cried when I saw, when I saw that. That was that was sad. Uh, See, I could buy Bowser and Ridley, but anything else, uh, that that's just not a legit theory. Anyway, Mario Galaxy Two coming later in the month. 
Um, Metroid Other M was supposed to come in June, but that game has been pushed back, along with uh, Sin and Punishment 2, actually. Other M has been delayed till August 31st, and Sin and Punishment 2 to June 27th. Kind of a letdown for Metroid fans, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I've... I never really got into Metroid Prime, mostly because I didn't own it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I pro- I'll probably buy it if I ever get the chance and play through it, but I'm not a big FPS guy, so that kind of geared towards it. But, I mean, I know that they're very respected games. I've played the original Metroid on my NES, which does... It, it is very good, even if it is very difficult and kind of confusing, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Metroid series, I am definitely a big fan of, and I was looking forward to other M, so this is a little disappointing, yes. But I, I guess it's one of those essential things that Nintendo always seems to do. Seems to do. Um, because we love talking about uh, delays on oh this podcast, goodness. don't we? <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll obviously see, like, a playable demo at E3, um, so that's probably still on the table. They just need to do tweaks, and Nintendo always wants their games to be perfect, not do patches with uh, downloadable content, because they can't. can't really do that. <laughs> you got it. Um, but no, it's it's unfortunate, and um, I mean, they gave us a new trailer, which looks impressive. I mean... No, I didn't know that. I haven't seen that. I, I mean, that this game with, you know, Team Ninja, like, they know how to handle it. We'll just have to see if the transition between, you know, the switching between 2D and 3D our side-scrolling in 3D, well, if that'll be something that fans like or if they don't like, because they didn't like Metroid Prime at first, but yet it gained amazing critical review, and um, we'll just have to see what happens with Other M. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that really does it for the headlines. Uh, there are a few games that have been out recently and have been I'm reviewed at, from... I'm looking at this outline. I have no idea. I know what one of them are. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We can just breeze through them pretty quickly. Uh, the first one is Splinter Cell Conviction for the Xbox 360. Um, so Ubisoft has brought back Sam Fisher after several years, and apparently this is a much, much different take on the Splinter Cell series, which has always been, you know, it's it's still a stealth game, um, but it does some more interesting artistic changes, like when Sam Fisher is exposed out in the sun, out in light. Um, you know, it's it's colorful. No, wait, I might have that wrong. Wait for it. Wait for it. Um, oh, I, I'm probably just backwards, whatever. I should have researched this a little more. <laughs> um, I should have there's, researched there's, this completely. There's, yeah, there's a play on uh, color versus black and white. And when you're in one situation, it'll be, you know, color, and then the other will be uh, black and white. I know Splinter Cell fans are going to rip on me for that. Oh, no. I mean, the saboteur did something like that too. Yeah, I Nazi territory was in black and white, and everywhere else was in color. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just more dynamic. It's dependent on you know if you're out of cover or if you're you know fully concealed. Um, I mean, this was a game at E3 last year that I was like, oh, this looks amazing. I'm gonna get it. And now I'm like looking at this money situation. It's like (laughs) I can't buy all these games. I have to pick very carefully what I'm going to purchase. So, Oh, it's going to be fun during the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll have to definitely give uh, Splinter Cell Conviction a demo try, um, because the game doesn't have any loading screens, apparently. It does this thing where you know it projects your, uh, 
your missions, all that, like, you know, as you're playing the game, the, you know, cutscenes are very fluid and dynamic, and things just flow around really nicely. Apparently it's a pretty short game. Um, I've heard, you know, six hours, I've heard ten hours, and there's also a co-op mode that is, a, like, a little bit of a different story and has a, a interesting ending. And then well, I mean, got... it, for length, though, any... Uh, stealth game's gonna seem short because they have all, they're always gonna be compared to the Metal Gear Solid series. <laughs> Which is like, so, yeah, 4 was like 15 hours of gameplay and cutscenes. Unfortunately, I've never played any of those games. Ooh. I'm trying to change that, but uh, I missed too many games back in the olden days. You said you have a PS2. You should get the uh, the original trilogy of Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Thirty bucks. I've, Pretty good deal. I've been I've been looking for that. My my dad was a big. Uh, you can't play any. My dad wouldn't let me play Goldeneye. That's how bad it was. Oh, so. ouch. <laughs> well, so. I mean, you're older now. Maybe maybe that can change. Well, he walked into me playing Left for Dead Two one day, and that's about as violent as you can get. So, I don't think he cares much anymore. Yeah, this is this is very true. When you're shooting up zombies, there's not much going past that. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, another game is Monster Hunter Tri. We had mentioned this a little bit. Um, so it's the next game in the, the series that's been around for a while. It's never really appealed to me. I've never even tried it. So if I said anything bad about it, it would just come out of ignorance. But it does do a great job on the uh, the online front for the Wii. Um, you get to one of the nicer features that you get to go in with four players and you get to, it's almost like an MMO kind of experience with, you know, text chat and voice chat, and you're all working with co-op at the same time, which sounds like it's great when you think about it, especially compared to something like Cough, Cough, Brawl. <laughs> those, those nice coughs. Good job. Uh, but I don't really know much about it either. Uh, I've never heard of the Monster Hunter series until this podcast brought it up. And even then, I haven't really looked much into it, so... Right. Um, but it does come bundled, like I mentioned earlier, with the Classic Controller Pro. Um, haven't really researched, in fact, whether or not you can buy that uh, controller on its own, but it definitely comes bundled with uh, Monster Hunter Try. Which, apparently, I'm gonna... I've been reading that if you are trying to hack the game for those... Those yar pirates that do, uh, you have to do something different with your Wii. I don't know. That's that's all I've really been been heard or been reading. All I'm hearing slash been reading. There you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, the other game is 3D Dot Game Heroes. Now, was this the one that you'd heard of? No, Splinter Cell was actually the one I'd heard okay. of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, this is the first I've ever heard of this game. Uh, right here now, so yeah, and, and I mean, I, I looked at some of the stuff that you linked on this outline, but I don't really know anything about it. So I mean, it's it's a pretty kind of underground kind of game, and if you look at the footage, it's I mean, every review everywhere will tell you that this game is an homage to Eight Bit Legend of Zelda, <laughs> and you see the game. And you see it being played, and you're like, yep, that they're borrowing so many elements. They've got hook shots, they've got elements that look like Octoroks. You're going around in dungeons with a sword, and even overworlds, and you're collecting items in those dungeons to 
you know, get uh, orbs to put down the great evil that's playing across the land, but you're this hero. And at the same time, it's not a ripoff. It's, like I said, it's, it's an homage. It's, you know, it's poking, not really poking fun, but making a lot of jokes at, you know, different kinds of games. And also, you know, making, like, doing all the things that are done right. The game is also very stylistically different. It's rendered in 3D pixels. So, like, the game says 3D dot heroes. Uh, you're in the land of Dotnia, and um, while there are some default characters to play with, you can create your own character with these different dots placed anywhere you want, colored whatever you want, so you can be really creative. And the best part is, during a, a game uh, you know, playthrough, you're not stuck with one character. Anytime you boot up the game, you can pick a new character to play through. Ooh, that's interesting. That's, I'll have to check that out. When you see footage, uh, you'll see these big swords, just like uh, different kinds of massive swords. Um, you can swing them anywhere, even through walls and all that. But the thing is, it's dependent on your health. So when you're at you know full health, the sword will just be absolutely massive. But when you start getting low on health, it becomes pretty dinky. Uh, so it's sort of like with the old Le- with the old Zelda games. When you're full health, you can shoot the whatever those are. And yeah, yeah. When you're not, you can't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, so the game is 3D Dot Game Heroes. It is exclusively for the PlayStation Three. And another, re- another reason to get a PlayStation Three. There, there we you go. go. <laughs> it, it does look pretty interesting. Um, you know, websites are usually giving it right around an eight, so that's not that bad at all. So we'll get into the biggins now, as we call them, the, the major topics for the podcast discussion. Uh, the first one, last time we had mentioned that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is likely going to be announced in May. Well, we got that announcement a little bit early, and we got trailer, uh, not not a gameplay trailer at all, but you know, officially confirming that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will be coming in 2011. I've been reading that it's also going to be playable at E3, so that'd be fun for those that can go there um or just you know for general impressions overall that we'll be reading online or telling you here on show me your news <laughs> um i don't know have you been have you ever played marvel vs. capcom 2 the debaga i have never played marvel i have played the uh, only versus game i've played is tatsunoko versus capcom which, which is, is a great excellent. game excellent it's it's right. wonderful a wonderful game i play roll frank west Cashan, and june but other other than that, I mean, I've been looking into this game. I'm now very excited for this game. I do enjoy fighting games, so... Mm-hmm. And I have heard of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I know how popular it is. I've just never played it. Yeah. I mean, it's... The game currently was you know, originally for the Dreamcast, way back in the day in uh, 2000, and it's currently on Xbox Live Arcade and PlayStation Network for $15. Um... Marvel vs. Capcom 3 will be a disc release, so no uh, downloadable arcade kind of stuff. Um, it will be only exclusively for Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, no Wii. The Wii gets to keep Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. <laughs> um, it's the, the uh, character models just look very impressive. Um, we're going to have to see you know actual gameplay instead of just pre-rendered cutscenes and all that, but... You know, the original art for them 
looks amazing. Um, I, know. I, I think the Hulk looks like one of the Three Stooges, personally, but it still <laughs> looks kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, the definitely confirmed characters include Ryu, Wolverine, Hulk, Iron Man, Chris Redfield from uh, the original Resident Evil and also in Resident Evil 5, and Morrigan from Darkstalkers, who is also in Tatsunoko vs. Capcom, along with Ryu. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could have one character from each side, like in 100%, that's not confirmed yet, who would you have? That's a very good question. Uh, we had one of the mail time questions that I was considering using was like, if you had like three from each side, and it's just like, oh my goodness, I have. <laughs> that's, that's like really tough to do because Cap- Marvel's Capcom 2 had a huge roster. And it hasn't really been said if like the roster will be smaller. Or it'll be larger. They're saying uh, that I think I read Kotaku that they said they're aiming for about forty or so characters. Yeah. So I've also read that like they're it's going to be impressive for like an on disc sort of thing. So yeah, forty would sound about right, which is actually less than it would be in Marvel vs. Capcom too. So they might have to might have to make some cuts. Um, Gambit is one of my favorite uh, Marvel characters. You would get along very well with Helix. <laughs> he loves Gambit. Gambit is a badass. Um, he was in the in Capcom 2. Um, so I'm hoping that he comes back. And on the Phoenix, uh, on the Capcom side, I'm going to say Phoenix Wright. Oh, um, damn it, you took mine. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's just that when you heard the story of, like, that he was possibly being considered for Tatsunoko versus Capcom and he didn't make the cut... It ju- you just kind of think that like it's going to be that natural progression that they're going to find a way to get him into Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That that would be nice. I think the Ace Attorney series is a little overdue for some... Because uh, I've only played two of the Ace Attorney games, and they are, one, they are just fantastic games. And I'm waiting for the third one to come on Virtual Console. I mean, WiiWare, which is next month. Right, they, right. And uh, then I'll be playing that, and then I'm going to have to go buy Apollo Justice and the uh, Investigations. But they are fantastic games, and I think they really do deserve some uh, representation in these in these versus games. Which, and you can't really do it without putting Phoenix in there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do agree though. It's going to be a little hard for them to figure out a move set because all he really does is point and say objection. <laughs> I mean, if they gave Captain Falcon a moveset in Brawl, I'm sure they could absolutely give one to uh, to Phoenix Wright. Oh, and I'm sure it wouldn't be that difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could figure it out, I'm sure. Capcom, they have some smart people working for them. So, so we've you know been seeing some promotional images that have been uh, you know shown for Marvel vs. Capcom 3 with you know, some extra silhouetted characters in the background, and people are speculating that uh, this would possibly mean that, uh, you know, Frank West, which would make sense from Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Uh, I love him. <laughs> maybe even Dante from Devil May Cry. Um, you have characters. I mean, Chun Li's obviously going to return. You got to have like several Street Fighter characters, and Chun Li probably Cammy is going to be another. Um, yeah. So yeah, you got that. Uh, you got Doctor Doom, Captain America. Uh, Super Scroll and also Felicia from Dark Star- Dark uh, Dark Stalkers. I can talk. I can promise. And also one that I know Cyberlink Four Twenty is very excited for. It looks like Deadpool yes. is pretty much going to be a lock because this silhouette is pretty much undeniably him. Uh, there aren't very many other Marvel characters with that shape and a katana on their back. Exactly. So. Exactly. 
So yeah. we'll we'll have to see, you know, how those you know those speculations run rampant. It's not like you can predict a Marvel versus Capcom three roster like you could a Super Smash Brothers Raw. Uh, no, I'm just failing in pronunciation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Super Smash Brothers uh, Brawl roster. Um, so I don't know if you know we'll be able to predict our roster, or give our dream roster, or anything like that in the future. And like maybe we will if we get bored or something. Well, I I personally want to see uh, Doctor Octopus. Ooh, that'd be good. He'd be. I think he'd be a pretty awesome character, but that's just me and my rabid childhood of Spider-Man fanboyism. <laughs> and yeah, you said Phoenix Wright for for Capcom. That, and I'd like to see class the classic Mega Man. Uh, I don't. I yeah. mean, I don't mind Volnut, and I don't mind if they put Mega Man X, but I want to see the classic Mega Man. I'd agree. Although it'd be weird to kind of see him in like a you know. Two and a half D kind of rendered thing, like they're gonna try to go with for uh, with Marvel vs. Capcom three, as opposed to just like the little pixel guy. Oh, they did it with Game and Watch. They could do it with him. Why not? Yeah, that'd certainly make things interesting. Just a just a pixeled character. That that'd be definitely interesting. Um, Proto Man would be another great one too. Now that I think I, about I, it, I I do enjoy Proto Man. I like his theme. I hope that at least I hope that at least makes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, appearance in the game. You also got some people who are like, "Oh, Doctor Wily should be in the game, and you know, some of his attacks will be using different robot masters." And it's just like, eh, I don't know. That, that would be interesting, but I really don't think because, in my opinion, they need to move on to a different villain already. <laughs> yeah, because there have been every single game has just been, "Oh wow, we thought it wasn't Doctor Wily, but it is Doctor Wily." Gasp! Shocker! Oh man! Oh geez! Um, I've been doing a little bit of reading on uh, Game Facts um, in the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 boards, and people say that Nightcrawler would be a good addition, although he might be broken if they don't handle him properly, because <laughs> all the teleporting and all that. Um, this one really stupid poster um, says, you know, that Disney characters are a possibility. No, they're not. And of course, because you know Disney bought Marvel, he has this misconstrued conception of that. You know, now Disney characters can be in Marvel games, but that's not how it works. Yeah, Marvel is still a separate entity technically, so they they may not be a separate company anymore, but they're still a separate entity. Mm-hmm. They've they've got their own characters. They don't need Mickey Mouse popping in to go down their characters. They already have enough. As another poster pointed out, even though, you know, the company that owns Transformers technically owns Tatsunoko, you don't see Optimus Prime in Tatsunoko versus Capcom. Gold Lightan is close enough. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Big robot and beats the crap out of you. There we go. I never got that. He's a lighter. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I guess it just it's just a Japanese thing. You need to be mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. So... That game is going to be coming out in 2011, and I'm sure whenever information comes out, we'll have it for you on this podcast, because we like our fighting games. Uh, and speaking yes. of which, in a couple days, Super Street Fighter Four comes out in North America, uh, on Wednesday in Japan, and on Friday in Europe. Now the game will eventually be coming to PC, and definitely arcade, but um, it's going to be... Oh, they- PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 for sure. 
They they can't do Street Fighter without the arcade. That it just wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, PC will will definitely be coming at a later time. Um, now I was I came across from uh, your good friend Wildebeest. He sent me links to the new character themes for Super Street Fighter Four. And I don't know if you ever got a, got a chance to listen to uh, that link I also sent you. Uh, with all those, but like on YouTube, if you know you search for some of them, they are fantastic. I have not had a chance to listen to them yet, unfortunately. You should, as a as a fan of video game music. Super Street Fighter Four is really stepping it up with uh, some of these character themes. Um, Capcom ball- always, like I said, Capcom always does a good job with their music. They're not, they're very good at it. Mm-hmm. For, they've never really made like the Ace Attorney series, Mega Man. They all have uh, Street Fighter. They all have incredible music. So. Definitely. I don't. Um, but yeah, it's these are it's just amazing music. I'd definitely che- recommend checking out when you have a chance, fans of the show. Um, if, for those that have heard it and they're trying to ask me, like you know, what's your favorite? I'd say Balrog is up there as a, a top one. Yeah, I was reading some of those comments. My favorite was Balrog just brought sexy back. So, <laughs> and also the new theme for or. It's not new because she's a new character. Uh, Jury's theme sounds almost like it should be a final boss kind of thing. It's very badass. Has loads of badassery, if you will. Acid. There we go. <laughs> um, <sighs> everyone will be returning from Street Fighter Four, and um, additional characters. Oh gosh, I'm looking at the the wiki page, and they're strewn all over because uh, you know they're basically. Taking some from uh, some from Final Fight, some from Three, um, so just all over the place. But you know, you have characters like DJ, um, Ibuki, Guy, uh, T Hawk, Adon, Cody, Makoto. Uh, new characters are Hakan and Jury, and also Dudley is making return to the game. Uh, Thirty-five characters in Super Street Fighter Four. Pretty much the mechanics are the same, except there are a lot of uh, community-recommended tweaks. And uh, they have also online changes that uh, come with a tournament tournament mode that will be released as free downloadable content on June 15th. Did you get to read about this, Debaga? Unfortunately, no. Aha. Well, basically, um, you're going to have four to eight players join and basically do online tournaments. And the really cool thing, which you remember back in the days of brawl hype and speculation, was that you wanted to spectate other matches live. Well, yeah, that was that was. I thought that's what spectator was at first. Mm-hmm. That's that disappointed me. But this is what Street Fighter Four is doing. When you're in a tournament mode, and in a tournament, you know, again, it comes out on June fifteenth as a free download. You'll be able to spectate matches live as they are happening, and provide commentary, granted that you have a mic. Um, it's an amazing feature. They're also going to have, you know, replay modes, so you get to, like, look up, you know, matches on each character from throughout the Street Fighter community. You don't have to go on YouTube necessarily looking for matches. Um, it's basically, you know, Street Fighter Four, which is an amazing game to begin with, just way better. So if you never got the first one, and granted that you have, you know, the console to do it, Get this game, it's going to be $40. I mean, it doesn't get much better. I'll definitely have to look at that if I ever end up with a 
360 or con my friend into buying it because he has one. Well, it's going to be for, for PS3 as well, you know, another reason to invest in the PS3. We just keep finding those, don't we? We certainly do. <laughs> um, let's see, do you want to get in some mail time? I think I'm ready for that. All right, let's do some mail time questions. We just got a letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. The first one comes from Master of Fossils. What was the first video game that you ever played, ever owned, and had an emotional attachment to? You can start with this one. Alright, uh, first video game that I ever played was with my uncle, uh, Donkey Kong Country 3. Nice. Uh, I did more watching than playing, but I watched him beat that game in three hours. That was incredible to me. I was like seven. (laughs) Uh, ever owned, the first system that I ever owned was a Donkey Kong came with it, and I still I still have that game. I still play that game. It is still wonderful. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little underappreciated, and especially like in Smash Brothers, where there's one song from the game in there, and it's not even a good song. Oh, it's only the best song. <laughs> there we go. Hey, Donkey Kong. Uh, but like, I, I, it's a little bit. It's shafted a little bit when it comes to representation. It's kind of skipped. Yeah. Uh, and had an emotional attachment too. That's a difficult question. Uh, there's a toss-up between two games: uh, Pokemon Crystal, which was my first Pokemon game, and Kingdom Hearts Two, mainly because I just keep going back to play it. <laughs> That's a good choice if you're like always going back to it, like as a favorite kind of game. That's a, a good choice. I mean, I've you know, mentioned before about my very strange history with video games and timing and all that. I think it was 99 that I got a Game Boy Color, which was like the first video game-related thing I'd ever owned. And then in 2003, I want to say, got a GameCube. And then it's been all downhill from there with a Wii and an Xbox 360 and all that. But, um... Let's see, first game I ever played, I want to say it was NHL 94 for the Sega Genesis. I remember going over to a friend's house back in, like, first grade and playing that uh, just a lot. And That doesn't surprise me at all for you, actually. <laughs> old school Sega Genesis hockey games are amazing. I mean, I still have matches with one of my roommates to this day on the different kind. I mean, it's... They're like they're like matches of pride in essence. So that's the first one I think I ever played. Um, ever owned was Pokemon Blue for the Game Boy Color. I got the Game Boy specifically Very for nice Pokemon, so it's a, it's a good choice. And had an emotional attachment to. Um, at my aunt's and uncle's house, they had a Sega Genesis as well, and it wasn't the first game I played, obviously, because you know it was a little later than you know first grade. But uh, they had Sonic 2, and oh man, like, when my brother and I would go over there for, like, you know, random family things, and we weren't needed upstairs, and we'd just head downstairs, we'd go through Sonic 2 and play the multiplayer of that so, so much. (laughs) And, you know, it'd be, we were just terrible, like, you know, not even going for, like, the, the single player, which is obviously, like, one of the best parts of the game. Oh, I'm always sad when I play that and I get past Chemical Plant. Yeah. 
such good music. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, the, the multiplayer for Sonic Two is that holds very fond memories for me, and that's I'd say it's the first game I had in you know any sort of degree of an emotional attachment to. So that's I'd go with that. Um, Cyberlink four twenty has the next question. Would something along the lines of a full-scale MMO even be possible on the Wii? Um, I'm going to say no, because of the, those two keywords, full-scale. And it's, it's just right now not really feasible on really a console, unless you're talking about the... Uh, oh no, I'm not even sure that the, the new Star Wars MMO, the Old Republic... That, that's got to be PC, definitely, but I'm not even sure if that's going to be for a console. Do you know offhand? or? No, I don't know for sure. But... Yeah, I mean, if, if any console is going to be able to handle a full-scale MMO, it's it's obviously going to be the you know PS3 and Xbox 360. Like the, the online system is just far more of a standard sort of deal. The Wii still relies on peer-to-peer connections. As far mm-hmm. as I know. And while I'm sure this was a question in relation to Monster Hunter Tri that I just pulled from, um, while I'm sure, you know, Monster Hunter Tri is a great offering, that's only with four people as far as I've researched. That's by no means a full scale. And it's not like the Wii's online systems are going to be changing a lot unless they go and release a new console or unless they completely revamp the way online games work for that system. Um, I know I'm still starving for a Pokemon MMO of some sorts to be made, and it'd be great if it was on the Wii, but it I don't think a full scale one like that would ever see the light of day. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you when you say no, but it's kinda for a different reason. I don't think that MMOs really belong on consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh when you buy a console, at least when I buy a console, I look at which would be more fun to play with friends sitting in the room with me, not halfway across town? Uh, and so, MMOs kind of, I think they belong on PCs. Uh, consoles are more at home, playing with family, playing with friends, and that's why I kind of, I don't like games that, like Left 4 Dead 2, which I brought up before in this uh, episode, uh, one of the things that really makes me angry about it is that they sort of they only let you have two players on that one console. You need to have two Xbox 360s to play the to play Left 4 Dead because that's what it is, the whole four player thing. Yeah. And I don't like that's my main problem with online and stuff is it I think it sort of makes them think Developers think that, oh, well, they can play with friends when they're not there. They don't need multiplayer in-room and everything, blah, blah, blah. And I agree with that when it's on the PC, and that's where that's pretty much what an MMO is. It's not really a multiplayer thing in, like, in your house. It's more of multiplayer online, if that makes sense. I don't know if I'm making any sense whatsoever. No, I, I think it does. It is what you know PC games do best these days. I mean... As terrible of an addiction as it is, I mean, World of Warcraft proves it a hundred times over that, like, only a PC would be able to handle that game. And, you know, I'm going to just swallow my words when I think about World of Warcraft and some of these MMO kinds of games. Not that, you know, a Pokemon game would be any different, but that would be totally different. What am I talking about? Um, 
See, it would be awesome, and World of Warcraft is not awesome. Yes. And so <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. For sure. Uh, last mail time question we have here comes from Major Moses. What is your favorite video game genre? And he had a note with this question that first-party Nintendo games don't count. What would your answer be? Sort of, again, a toss-up between... It's kind of weird because I love platformers and puzzle games. Those are sort of my favorites. Like, puzzle games like World of Goo. I'm not talking Peggle or anything like that. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, my favorite game ever is one of those genres. So... That's uh, true. It's kind of confusing, and Kingdom Hearts 2 is kind of the only game that I enjoy of that particular genre, because I don't really consider... I mean, it may be a JRPG, just like Pokemon is, but I don't consider it in the same genre, because they play completely differently, but... Like, yeah, it's just kind of weird. But those are my two favorite genres. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have to say Fighters. Uh, and I know like that gets back to, like... The entire point of the episode, like, you know, FPSs are fun when they're done right. Um, you know, whether it's like a third person shooter or even a first person, like they, they have, you know, they're fun. And but at times they get really repetitive and, you know, Pokemon games are just fantastic. But, you know, some RPGs like can really just drag on and not be any fun at all. Fighters, while difficult to, you know, sometimes get a hold of and even more difficult to master are just amazing, amazing games to have friends over and a lot of them can just pick up and play and, you know, you can always find depth in a fighting game. Like, if, if people could take Super Smash Brothers, which was really originally intended to just be, like, a party kind of game, like an action kind of thing, not really supposed to be taken seriously, and if they're going to make a whole competitive league out of it and have it be picked up by, you know, a professional sort of thing like Major League Gaming. Fighting games have something special and even though I already own Street Fighter 4, I'm going to be going out on Tuesday after all my finals are over um, and picking up Super Street Fighter 4 because Tatsunoko vs. Capcom was great and that was the last fighter I've played. And that's why I should sometime... Uh, I'm going to wait until the, the new version of Blast Blue comes out. Blaze Blue, Blast Blue, however you say it. Another uh, fighter for the 360 and PS3. They're coming out with a, a new updated version later this year. I've never really figured out how to say it either, don't worry. <laughs> I personally think Blast Blue sounds better, but... Me too. Me too. And it doesn't have the, even the E. So, like, Blaze is just, like, kind of yeah, wrong. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense, so... <laughs> But yeah, those those would be my kind of favorite games, and I, I, that's all I have on this outline. Do you have anything that we need to cover? I promised Will the Beast I would give him a specific shout out. So, Will, this is your shout out. Take it or leave it. Yay, <laughs> Will the Beast. And we would give people shout outs on Stick Ham. Oh wait, Stick Ham is being awful, or maybe it's just my internet. I don't know what it is. I'm kind of looking forward to not having Comcast internet anymore. <laughs> I'm just going to say that much. Um, but thank you very much, the Debaga, for coming on. You were great, and please give him some feedback. 
fans on the Show Me Your News forums. We're going to have the thread up with the download later tonight. So listen to it and tell us how we did. And um, it was it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad you know we can give like fans like you who have just so much dedication, you know, a chance to to be on the show aside from just the random question here and there. Well, it was it was certainly an honor. I've definitely been looking forward to it all week. Uh, you should have seen me when I saw that I won. I was bouncing off the walls. My dad like shouted out from downstairs, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it was. I was very I was very excited. I was extremely happy. Almost uh, kicked the cat across the room on accident. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to watch his video, it's under the YouTube name Malachi Twenty Two. Uh, 222. 222. I knew it was twos somewhere, and it's M-A-L-A-K-A-I? Yes. Okay, 222. So, yeah, go check out that video. And you mentioned in there, because, yeah, I did help you uh, with that uh, perspective. You wrote the paper on violence in video games. Yes. How did, how did that turn out? Uh, that is actually the only assignment in that entire class that I've gotten an A on, because the teacher is... A bit insane. She's very spawn of Satan. We'll put it that way. But uh, yes, it turned out very well. I got an A on the paper. It was. Uh, I kind of expected her to like give me crap for it. Be like, oh, this isn't. This isn't. Uh, I had a retort for this too. She, I was expecting her to say, "This isn't a uh, credible source. You can't use that." And I was like, <laughs> "Why not?" <laughs> but no, I, I was honored that. Uh... You, know, you came to me for something like that, and it's it, uh, it, it was a very it's a very difficult topic to dispute because like so many factors are in it. Um, I'm gonna see because I know people are gonna ask me like, oh, what did you? Oh, I gotta log in again. You gotta you know you gotta tell us what you wrote and all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm sure I still have the PM somewhere. <laughs> oh no, I got it here. Um, just stalling for time while my internet. Is is silly. I could sing. That wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Ama- it wouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> but I can sing. <laughs> okay. Um. So you had originally asked, "Hey, you come writing a persuasive essay for English on the unfair blaming of video games for violent crimes and need sources." I figured you'd be a pretty good source. A couple lines saying your feelings on the subject. So, uh, since I had a video games as an art, uh, culture, and form kind of class. I felt like, you know, I'll just go on a little rant about it and said, Ignoring the studies that have concluded that there is no definitive link between video games and violent crimes, the biggest reason that people like to peg the medium as a scapegoat is because video games, as we know them today, are only 25 years old. This goes back to the Nintendo Entertainment System, which was released in the United States in 1985, and was the reason for the gaming industry being pulled out of a collapsed state. Because the medium is so new compared to others like film, there are many misconceptions about video games, especially when these falsehoods are spouted by elderly scholars that do not have a complete understanding of what gaming is today. This is why Henry Jenkins, a professor at MIT who is the most famous scholar in the digital media field, has tried to quell these misconceptions with several works, even going as far as writing articles for PBS. And then I gave a link with all these different kinds of uh, you know, crushed myths. There are simply too many variables to consider when it comes to making a link between gaming and violence. While the delusional scholar may say that the first-person agency in a shooter realizes the action and desensitizes the player to the act of killing, which is valid in some regards, there are other things to consider. What elements of the game's design makes it real, or are the things that removes the player slightly from this experience? Is it possible that most game- gamers play violent video games to let off steam and do things that they would never do in real life? 
How mature or mentally stable are the players that would be in such a study that analyzes the connection between the player and subsequent violent acts? Do the amount of reported violent cases, including video games players, uh, really measure up to the millions of games that their children... Wait, um, I skipped a line. <laughs> Involving video game players really measure up to the millions of people that play these kinds of titles. Finally, where are the parents in all of this? Surprisingly, parents can play a major role in deciding what games their children play up to a certain age. The Entertainment Software Ratings Board, ESRB, was main established for this reason. But until it is actually taken seriously by both retail distributors and parents, we will continue to see immature minds playing these violent video games that certain ex-lawyers have problems with, a.k.a. Jack Thompson. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chuckled at that part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know my, uh, I don't think my English teacher got it, but yeah, that was certainly... I mean, it, it's not something that a lot of people know, I guess, unless you've like actually, you understand, you know, video games and all that stuff, like... Nobody really gives a damn who Jack Thompson is otherwise. Eh, as well we shouldn't. He's somewhere crying in his little mansion, if he has one anymore. Now that he's, he got He's crying in the corner. <laughs> but yeah, so that was the little thing I wrote up for the debaga here about his paper that he got an A on. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. It was. It, she's a very hard teacher, so... I was kind of surprised that I got an A, but at the same time, not very. So I have—I really owe that mostly to you. You—that uh, was the source I used most out of all three of my sources. Excellent, so. excellent. I try to help when I can. <laughs> so Show Me News is going to be doing uh, some more interesting things. You know, now that summer is soon around the corner. Like I mentioned, I'll probably be heading back home for the summer. You know, doing some jobs here and there to make the money but uh no then real life will be starting and actually trying to look for a legit job and whether that means i have to move out of state or what it's gonna mean interesting things for the podcast but we'll at least have the summer to do more things more episodes to come and a whole bunch of fun things for the smyn community with that i am yoko and i am the debaga and thank you for listening to episode 60 of Show Me Your News. I need to go plan to go see Kick-Ass now. Dude, it is so good. Uh, I know, it looks so good, and I want to see it so bad. As See, I was like even reading some of the stuff, and it was like, people were suggesting for Marvel that they should put Hit-Girl. <laughs> if, it was, if it was like their dream roster. Oh, that would be awesome. You have to be ready for the 11-year-old who commits mass murder, but is amazing at doing so. <laughs> I've been really into superheroes lately because I've been looking in and I never realized that uh, Marvel is putting in all of these hints and stuff and these Easter eggs towards this Avengers movie. Oh, yeah. I I didn't realize that uh, until a couple of days ago that there's an alternate opening to The Incredible Hulk where he he goes up into the Arctic and gets ready to shoot himself in the head because he wants to kill himself. But he turns into the Hulk before he can do that.
and the Hulk smashes a glacier. And if you watch it, and this has actually been uh, confirmed by the guy who uh, wrote this part, you can see Captain America's body and shield frozen in this glacier as it falls into the no ocean. Way. And it is just, I looked at that and I was like, wow, <laughs> that is a good idea. But unfortunately, they didn't use that opening for the movie. I don't know why, but... And then you also got the rumors that uh, Joss Whedon is going to be the one directing the Avengers movie. The thing I'm confused about, though, is that what if they want to do... And I mean, this is just... It probably will never happen, but hypothetically, if they ever want to make a movie... Because they are going to make more of these combined universe movies, I'm sure of it, more than the Avengers. But if they ever want to make a movie with Captain America and the Fantastic Four put together... How is that going to work? Because Chris Evans is going to be playing Captain America, and he already plays the Human Torch. Oh, that's true. So that's going to be confusing if they try to do that. That, yeah. and I just want another movie of the Fantastic Four because I want to see Jessica Alba more. But that's absolutely. Plus, here is Samus Aran. What am I talking about? Oh yeah, that was Will's question that you actually answered. Oh, that. was it? Nice. Yes, that was nice. But yeah, no, Kickass is. Just so much fun. I went and saw How to Train Your Dragon yesterday. I want to see that, too. Great movie. But, like, for a completely different reason. Like, the story and the visuals were fantastic. I didn't see it in 3D because it's just too expensive. But even in 2D, like, the movie is great. But Kick-Ass is just so much more fun because it's gratuitous violence. One of the things I always bring out when somebody brings up, like, How to Train Your Dragon, though, is why? All right. What I mean is DreamWorks knows that they make all this money when they make these new movies because they're good at it. So why do they waste their time making like 3,000 sequels to Shrek and 500 sequels to Madagascar when they don't need to? They can just keep bringing out these new movies. I mean, Pixar doesn't do that. The only uh, sequel they've ever made is Toy Story 2. And And 3 is like, you know what, so many years overdue. It's coming out soon. I'm happy. Yeah, they even had like a recent screening here in Ann Arbor. I didn't go to it, but it was like a uh, a cliffhanger screening of what they had of Toy Story three. <laughs> so like you have to like you know set aside all your you know cell phones with guards that were there and you know anything else that could record it and go in there and leave it on a cliffhanger. But you know it'd be a couple months before it actually comes out in theaters. I mean that. Uh... That, uh, Iron Man 2, and Prince of Persia, which I'm kind of scared about, are the only three movies I'm really looking forward to this year Avatar, that I know about. The Last Airbender. Oh, yes. Last, I haven't actually seen anything on that. I haven't seen any of the trailers or oh, anything. Oh, man. The new trailer, looking pretty good. Although I don't know why Dev Patel, the guy from uh, Slumdog Millionaire who plays Jamal, he's, uh. he's playing Prince Zuko. I never, I never really got much into the. I mean, I know who these characters are. I know Aang, and I know Katara, and yeah. I know all them. Uh, but I never really got into Last Airbender. I mean, it, I've heard it's a very good series. And it looks like it's going to cover the first season, from what they showed from this uh, this trailer that was at uh, playing just before Dragon. So I'll have to, I'll have to hope that comes up during Kick Ass. I wanted to see Cop Out because that movie looks. <laughs> really funny. Yeah. But I haven't had a chance to go see it yet. Although I just saw The Room yesterday. If, if like, you know, if you've seen... No, you probably, it's, it's a really cult film. Uh, 
And, I'm... like, it's known as, like, the Citizen Kane of bad movies. <laughs> and since I'm probably putting this as an Easter egg, if anyone has seen it, it's... Oh, my gosh. YouTube it. It's the guy, like, writes, directs, and stars in it. And you can, like, just tell that it's it's almost like he wrote the movie. It's about, like, a, you know, a woman who, you know, has an affair with, you know, two best friends and how it causes one of them to, you know, drive himself to kill himself. But, like, you can tell that, like... And, of course, the, the guy who writes, directs, and stars is the one who ultimately offs himself in the end. You can totally tell it's just like the writing is so bad and it's it's pretty obvious that like this is something that the guy went through but obviously with a different ending. <laughs> oh, it's I mean when it's a cult classic for how bad it is, you know, it's something just terrible. Bad movies are fun to go see and make fun of. Like I went to see Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh. I didn't I didn't go thinking that was going to be good and I personally loved the movie. I, it was the funniest movie I've ever watched in my <laughs> life and it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that one yet, but I I fear the day when I do. <laughs> but other than that, the last movie I went to see unfortunately was Alice in Wonderland, which it wasn't bad. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't I was kind of disappointed with it. It wasn't great like I was hoping it would yeah, be. I heard it was disappointing. It is It is very disappointing. I was really hoping it was going to be incredible. I mean, Johnny Depp does a good job, and Anne Hathaway does a surprisingly good job. Hmm. But yeah, <sighs> dude, totally enjoy Kick-Ass. It's, I'm, I'm not trying to, like, build it up for you, but, like, some of the action is crazy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it. I can already tell. It's everything I've heard about it, I haven't heard a single bad thing about it yet, so... Mm-hmm. 